0: Hey guys, CS Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 11. I believe this is episode four of season 11. How do ESFPs compare to ENFPs? Are we talking about the similarities and differences between the entertainer archetype and the advocate archetype tonight? Uh, both of these types are very similar and because of how similar they are, it becomes very confusing to differentiate the two when people are trying to type themselves or others. Now. Thank God, on this YouTube channel, we have season two and season 15, the playlists that you can watch. So you can learn how to accurately and properly type yourself and other people. And your, well, I mean, I already said yourself, but I mean like, like literally all yourself, you know, all four sides of your mind, right? But you can also do the same thing with anyone, be it your family, your children, your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, your boss, I mean, let me tell you, there's definitely some advantages to knowing what type your boss is. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to be focusing on ESFPs versus the ENFP and kind of how, uh, you know, breaking them down into a way where we can kind of understand them a little bit while simultaneously making sure that uh, you're able to, you know, walk away from this lecture of, okay, yeah, I mean, I thought I was an ESFP, but now I'm really an ENFP or or vice versa, et cetera. So, we're going to be doing that. And uh, yeah, let's uh, begin the deep dive on that. Oh, by the way, before I do that, uh, we do have a giveaway right now on Instagram, uh, a free coaching session with me, uh, one hour session, restrictions apply. And uh, all you have to do is be a follower of my Instagram account, uh, leave a comment on the particular post that says giveaway. It's one of the, the darker ones with like my face on it or uh, and whatnot. And it just says giveaway on it, free coaching session. Uh, Like that post, leave a comment there uh, to enter and also uh, be a follower of my Instagram and you are automatically entered to win. We will be announcing that very soon. Uh, So just be aware of that, that is there. And we also finished our giveaway uh, on the King Warrior Magician Lover uh, book uh, giveaway which I will audibly say at the end of this episode, otherwise that person's name is like written on my whiteboard. So it'd be pretty easy to figure that out. (laughs) Anyway, that being said, let's get right to it. So we have the ESFB, also known as the Starter Artisan. They are artisan, uh, freedom-based creator, focusing on living in the moment. They're very pragmatic. uh, So they, they focus on what works and not necessarily what's right. Uh, but they are focused on the what is, essentially, because of their temperament. They are the artisan uh, temperament. Uh, they're all about, you know, okay, what's in front of me, very concrete approach, but they're also um, also very interest-focused, very motive-focused, uh, trying to figure out what's in it for themselves, what's in it for other people, within their temperament, the artisan. Uh, Their interaction style is the starter, which is informative initiating movement, which guess what, is the same interaction style as the advocate, also known as the ENFP. This is where it gets really confusing. It gets confusing for people because they, guess what? They have the same interaction style. At least they have a different temperament, but still the same interaction style. They're informative, which means whenever they speak, there could be a volume of words. There could be a lot of additional subtext or context that changes the meaning of what they say. Uh, For example, uh, you know, they could be like, They come into the door and then they tell their husband, hey, the car's broke, you know, which basically means I want you to fix the car instead of, uh, but they, you know, it just turns into this guessing game. You know what I mean? Instead of just going up to their husband and saying, I want you to fix my car, it's broken. That's a more direct approach, right? So you have to understand those differences, uh, which can be a bit frustrating for people, but that is informative and they are informative. both types are informative. They're both initiating, they go to other people to try to get what they want, get the information that they're looking for, et cetera, and uh, they're they're not really afraid to do that. Uh, they're not really waiting on other people to respond, you know, to uh, or to, for other people to come to them so that they can respond to them. No, no, no. They are go-getters. They are going to you know, get to keep the energy going, keep the energy flowing. They're gonna go right to that person and get the information they need. Sometimes if that means their boot is on the person's neck during the process because they're trying to extract that information out of that person's brain so they can get what they need to be able to move on because they want to move quickly. And I should know because I was like married to one of these types for 11 years, if you know what I mean. And that is the ESF piece, uh, archetype. And then they are both movement, speed racer. They go really quick, especially ENFP. The ENFP is triple movement, which means their ego, their subconscious and their unconscious is moving by this, flying by the seat of their pants, going speed racer all the time. And I mean, you know, but I'm racer X, you know, they they could be speed racer, it's all good. The point is like, they go really quick, they're, 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 all bare, they're all about progress and chaos is okay, chaos is a ladder to them, they can operate in chaos, it's fine. They don't need to have everything under control in order to get to where they're going. Everything could be falling apart and you know what, they'd still be able to get through somehow and that is both of these types. Now the advocate's uh, temperament is the idealist. So the idealist, they're very focused on what's right but they're also very focused on what if. So that's very different from the artisan. The artisan is focused on the what is, that's what they, you know they're, they're talking about uh, the what is and what they're doing, it's based on uh, what works, right? But what the uh, idealist is saying is the what if, they're constantly kind of talking about the what if and they're, uh, so they're, they're, very, um, they're very abstract uh, with their speech, et cetera. And then in terms of what they're doing, they're focused on doing what's right per se. Taking into account all those social norms, all those uh, social conventions, etc., and that's kind of how that temperament works. So when you combine their interaction style with that temperament, they become the advocate, basically, or the ESFP, also known as the entertainer, um, and then the advocates, the ENFP. But anyway, that is like a giant word soup, word salad. Uh, so yeah, just just remember, ESFP, they are the artisan temperament and informal initiating movement, also known as the starter type. And then the ENFP is the starter, idealist, etc. And guess what? Being that they're starters, their interaction styles, they have a hard time finishing what they start, which is very important to this particular lecture here in season 11. So let's get down to looking at their cognitive functions, shall we? All right, one of the biggest differences that they have right off the bat is that they have different hero functions ESFPs have SE hero, and ENFPs have NE hero. And you know, any hero, we love any hero because remember, I have any hero. We talked about it in the last lecture. Actually, any hero is all about seeing all the possible futures. It is very distract, uh, abstract, and yes, I guess it is kind of distracted a lot. I mean, come on. I mean, you're looking at all these different alternate futures. So uh, one one way that it manifests is that you're able to have a fixed point in space. Uh, so it's what we call the reference point, and from this reference point, you are able to see all unlimited futures in every direction, basically, to be able to see the future. And then the ENFP just chooses, okay, after being aware of all these futures, just chooses which one after looking at them all. Whereas, you know, if you have i Hero, it's different, you have that fixed point in space, and it's like, uh, ah, I'm gonna look really far ahead with this one future. Do I like it? Yes or no? No. Next, okay, I'm gonna look really far. Do I like it? Yes or no? Nope. And it's really super long range, and they just go through each possible future until they want what they're looking for. Whereas the ENFP with the any hero is aware of all futures simultaneously. It's a little bit shorter range. And then because of then after comparing and looking at all of them simultaneously, they just choose which one is necessary for themselves potentially, or actually for other people. It's very other focused because it's literally reading the fates of others. And the ENFP is able to do that with any hero. Well, SE hero, not so much because SE hero is focused on the moment. It is focused on the physics, any hero is metaphysics, Essie hero is physics. And physics basically gives the ESFP the ability to look at any physical object, whatever it is. Um, I mean, like this like this pen, for example, this is a physical object. And guess what? Essie hero could store their memories in physical objects and turn them into totems. So whenever they look, they pick up a physical uh, object, it's kind of like psychometry, which is um, uh, Lin Yan Chin, uh, Brought up or to help me define it. Psychometry is this uh, Marvel superhero power, is when you pick up an object, you know all of the memory of that object, uh, where the object has been, how it was made, its entire history, etc. And that's literally what extroverted sensing is, especially as a hero. It is literally psychometry, whereas, expert intuition hero on the ENFP is actually prescience. It literally is precognition. Experted intuition hero is precognition. However, Expert in Sensing Hero is psychometry, completely different approaches, and because they're able to literally see all of the attributes of the physical uh, of the physical object or any physical object, they can literally with their mind's eye craft and change and adjust the physical object, and then they use their hands and they're very hands-on and they can actually change it. It's just like how an SP type. ESFPs included, can look at a landscape and envision what that landscape will look like. And then they will adjust it and make changes to that landscape, right? And then it's different, it's changed. Oh, there's a pond now. And then there's a lot of planted trees and there's a nice little veranda. And uh, and we got to picnic tables and it's a really great environment to have parties, etc. And And when before it was just nothing more than like a meadow or or a hill, for example and not very much there. And they're really able to bring additional life because of their ability to manipulate the physical environment, right? This also gives ESFPs the ability to dress very vibrantly. I don't know a single ESFP that's not dressed in some kind of color or a lot of frou-frou or little ruffles on their shoulders or their women, which by the way, I can't stand those. I hate those so much, they, they trigger me. I don't know why SE Inferior is so triggered by that. But in any way, uh, in any case, uh, SE Hero, It's all, it's a, they're they're very fashion aware, always aware of fashion. They're always on the cutting edge of fashion, for example. Um, They're they're all about giving other people a good experience. They're all about making a fashion statement or making any kind of statement as a result. Of course, actually, technically, both types are all about making statements. And the reason for that is TE child, TE child. Both of these have TE child. It's all about what other people are thinking. Both these types are very aware of what everyone else thinks of them constantly and their self-worth, their sense of self-worth, how they value themselves as human beings is actually tacked on to how other people think because FI morals are attached to TE rationale. Let's use a different color for that. Just kind of make it a little bit more viewable here. Here we go. FI morals is connected to TE child and TE child is all about what other people are thinking. So when other people think highly of the ESFP or think highly of the ENFP, that makes the ENFP or the ESFP feel really good about themselves. Yay, we feel really good about ourselves, yay. Oh, but check this out. We have a similar thing going with the SI and NE are actually connected because we just said, you know, fixed point space that's SI inferior allows them to use their presence because all that has happened before because SI is the past, right? So it's the first lot of time. All that has happened before will happen again. All that has happened before will happen again. This is what gives them their ability to prognosticate and they can prognosticate at the same level or capability as an ENTP, like what we talked about in our last lecture, right? Which was ESTPs versus ENTPs. If you wanna learn a little bit more about expert intuition from an ENTP approach, I recommend you watch that lecture as well. But in this particular lecture, they're able to do the same thing. They have that same level of prescience and then they have their what their rationale, what other people think of them attached directly to their sense of self-worth or what they believe is morality. And, and that also has their, their moral principles attached to it. Moral principles comes from rationale, what other people think, right? Based on what other people think is a true false thing. And that could be statistics, et cetera. You know, we've done research here and and we found that uh, this is correlating factor to this thing here, although correlation is not causation, which we'll talk about in a second. And then as a result, these two types are able to make emotional, moral decisions based off the data that other people present them, basically. Based on the true false judgments of other people, they are able to feel as a result of the true false judgments of others, the collective true false of other people. It's because it's all about what everyone else is thinking. These two types, they walk in a room, they instantly know what everybody is thinking. And they love it when people are totally like, you know, thinking really high of them. For example, ENFP and ESFP women, for example, really get off on being catcalled, for example, by other men at the bar, et cetera, because it's TE Child. TE Child loves to be regarded. And they'll even dress in certain ways to even, you know, in, in some ways that maybe even SJs would accuse them of like, you know, dressing like slutty, etc. just for the sake of getting cat calls or getting all that additional attention for men. Also, both of these types, when they get when they get boob jobs, for example, as women, they kind of oversize their breasts because it's TE child. They're trying to get men to notice them, men to turn their heads, men to regard them because it makes them feel good about themselves, right? And that's why they do it. That's why it kind of seems like they're over, they're going overboard with the sizing of their breasts after an augmentation, which I've had personal experience in that with the TE children, uh, women in my life who've all had boob jobs for some reason. They're just one or two extra sizes larger than they should be uh, in terms of proportionality. And you know, and then they love the attention they get from men because all oh, men are regarding me and this is great, and I'm giving them a really good experience, or or they're giving me a really good experience as a result, and you know it can go there. And again, that's TE Child, because TE Child wants others to think highly of them so that they can feel good about themselves with FI Parent. Don't forget, FI Parent though, is very responsible. FI parent is very responsible with. Morals, very responsible because at the end of the day, the ENFP and the ESFP, their goal is to not only feel good about themselves and be valued and and gain really good status, especially status amongst their peers, their community, their family, their children, their lovers. Status is a very important thing to these two types but also so is principles and moral principles. Now, yes, their moral principles can be corrupted because they can be corrupted by dogma, inappropriate thinking, for example, uh, as well as uh, human nurture, uh, impeding their nature. And as a result, their moral principles can be corrupted and it can turn into basically a huge amount of selfishness. This is why the ENFP vice, the biggest vice that they have is depravity. They can be the most depraved, the most selfish of all the types. And guess what? If I parent alone, outside of which type it's in, guess what? It can be a very selfish uh, function out there. This is why these two types are paired up usually with FE parents and FE heroes because Those types are some of the least selfish of all the types. So you would kind of want to pair up the most selfish with the least selfish and somehow it works together. And guess what? Those Effie heroes and those Effie parents are able to help these two types gird, like, uh, gird their, their selfishness and actually remove their selfishness so that they actually become even higher and better morally principled people because they're paired up with someone who has a huge understanding, a huge awareness of ethics, right? And those ethics, those ethical people, those FE heroes and parents make these two types into absolutely better people. It is the dopest when it happens, especially since these types actually help those FE users be more moral as well. So, in relationships, when you have FI parents teamed up with FE heroes and FE pa- and FE parents, you find the FI parents developing the most responsible sets of morals out there to the point where they can really conduct themselves in an amazing moral way, they are so focused on being the good person, and and they are so devoted to the good. It is absolutely amazing to see because that's all they will ever want to feel. They want to feel good about themselves. If they feel if they if they're if they know that they're corrupt, if they know that they're evil in that way. They feel bad about themselves. However, that selfishness of the Fi parent could backfire on them because sometimes they get so. They get so selfish. These two types are at risk of becoming so selfish that they think and they think of themselves too highly. It becomes this huge amount of pride because never think of yourself more highly than you ought to, for example. And it can come out with some serious mega pride to the point where they're like, well, I deserve this thing because I'm just a really good person. So I'm going to take it, for example. And this is what causes FI parent types to actually end up taking more than they give and that could be a problem. That's not as much of a problem for ESFPs because SE hero is a very giving function and it's all about giving others a good experience. But when you have an ENFP who has SI inferior, it's all about their experience and FI parent all about what they feel, for example, that's why depravity ends up becoming the worst device for them. It's not a vice that's attached to ESFPs as badly. It's not a primary vice of the ESFP, but it is the primary vice of the ENFP. And they end up taking more than they give because they don't have the, um, the burden of giving other people good experience through SE Hero because it's all about their experience. It's all about what they feel, for example. And that can also cause them to get stuck in a rut as well. Now, both these types can get stuck in a rut and I'll tell you why their inferior functions. Now, their inferior functions are a little bit different. Now, uh, ESFPs have NI inferior. NI inferior, similar to ESTPs that we saw in the last lecture, do not know what they want. Why is that? It's because they are afraid of wanting the wrong thing. And like, that could be very stressful. I was married to an ESFP and guess what? She was afraid of wanting the wrong career to the point where she went to six, maybe seven different colleges. She changed her uh, major so many times. She started out with electronics engineering technology, and then uh, she went into student teaching, and then she was back on technology again, and uh, and then she went into uh, then she went to banking and finance, and then she went uh, and she was doing dance at the same time, and then she went back into student teaching again, and then early childhood education, and then back into student teaching again, and you know what? We are 31 years old now and she is literally about to get her degree in student teaching. And I am so proud of her. And I'm so thankful that she finally made the decision to stick with something for once. And then as a result of that, she's finally able to finish. But I mean, come on, she's an ESFP. She is a starter type. She can't finish what she starts and she's constantly afraid of wanting the wrong thing. So she has to try everything. She has to see what everybody else is doing in order for her to be comfortable with what she wants. The problem is, is that when when you do that, is that you end up getting stuck in analysis paralysis because you're so focused on gathering information about what everyone else is doing that you still are just so focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on what everyone else is doing. And it's like, well, Crap, how am I gonna make a decision? And then they end up having a hard time making a decision, right? So they get stuck and then they get failure to launch syndrome. And that fear of ni inferior just literally causes failure to launch. They fail to launch. And then, you know, they get stuck and they get stagnated in their growth and they don't go anywhere. And then they wake up at 40 years old and wondering, whoa, where the hell did my life go? You know what I mean? It's because of fear, fear is a problem. But fear is also a problem for ENFPs too. Fear is a huge issue because of SI fear because ENFPs are all about being in their comfort zone, right? You have to force yourself to get out of your comfort zone if you're going to be successful. ENFPs, seriously, it's not about you. You have to be okay with failure, right? And the same thing I talked about failure big time in ENT in ES, ESTP versus ENTP lecture. It's the last lecture of this particular um, of this particular uh, season, season 11 that I did, and. Again, Ni Inferior and Si Inferior is all about dealing with failure, right? Ni Inferior needs to be okay with failure and realize, hey, I'm just gonna have to try everything. And if I fail, I fail. Then I gain the wisdom that I need to not fail anymore. And guess what? When they keep trying and they fail and focus on failure over and over again, they're going to gain the wisdom. And then this function will no longer become an inferior function, it'll become an aspirational function. They won't be afraid anymore and that'll give them access into their INTJ. And then they're able to become brilliant strategists. Why? Because, because after they have failed so many times with trying different things that they want, their TE child will organize all of those failures within their soul. And then as a result of having all those things organized in their memory, right? then they will develop strategies for success. And then all of a sudden you'll see the ESFP who's been failing and failing for 10 years. Out of nowhere, they're super mega successful. And it's like, whoa, what the hell happened? You like literally had overnight success like that. Wow, yes, that's literally how ESFPs do it. They, They always look at that one lucky break, right? It's not a lucky break, guys. It has nothing to do with being a lucky break. There is no lucky break at all. It's the fact that they've been failing for over a decade and a half still trying to figure out everything. And they've failed so many times that they can only help but be successful. And that's why it seems like an overnight success. Even in reality, it's not really an overnight success. Oh, one more point about SE Hero that I forgot to mention. SE Hero is very short-term memory focused. The mind accesses uh, memory through sensing functions, SE or SI and SE is the mind's short-term memory access, whereas SI is the long-term memory access and ESFPs have amazing short-term memory. It's like super high random access memory in a computer, whereas SI is like the hard drive, it's long-term memory storage. And extroverted sensing, they're able to to keep all this huge amount of information that they are gathering in the moment. The thing is, is that as the information gets old, it kind of gets pushed out of their head and they have a lower sized hard drive here with their SI nemesis and it's not able to capture as much of their long-term memory. And then because of that, uh, they end up becoming forgetful sometimes. Luckily, ESFPs out of the SP types, ESFPs and ESTPs are not as forgetful, for example, they're not as forgetful as the other SPs, but uh, it still is an issue because they live so much in the moment, new information is coming in. And because of all that new information, they're having a hard time remembering it sometimes, especially if they're overwhelmed at the moment with all this new information that they're getting constantly. And they just need to take time and reflect. That's why ESFPs, you know, when they're learning new skills, learning new things, they have to do it in short little bursts instead of just sitting an entire lecture the entire time. I mean, a lot of ESFP children you see this all the time, especially in the classroom, they just can't sit still. Well, that's because you can't force them to take in all that information all at one time. You just can't. You have to do it in short little bursts in order, and it increases their understanding. You can actually test this out, doing a little tests with ESFP children, or even, uh, uh, yeah, with ESFP children, even ESTP children, SP children, for example, because it's like, oh crap, maybe I should, uh, not force them to sit for an hour straight and hope that they remember everything. They're not going to. They're not sponges. They sponge little drips at a time, not this huge giant, you know, download everything to my brain kind of like what I am, you know, or even the ENFP. That being said, ESFPs because they're Te-child, they're insanely good at studying. Guess what ENFPs the same thing too. Both these types are insanely good at studying because of their TE child. Their TE child is so powerful they can learn calculus. Both these types get a lot of crap because they have TI trickster, which means they lack logical thinking entirely, but that doesn't matter. As long as they understand the process, And because guess what? Mathematics is very process oriented, right? It's very rational, right? Especially when they're writing the process out on paper, they have the advantage. If you can write out a process or have a formula to follow, they will get the desired result every single time. And guess what? Both these types, guess what? They, with their TE child, they are seeking a formula for success in life. That is what they are looking for. They're trying to find the formula that they follow, the plan that they follow to get the success that they're looking for, right? And then when they create their own personal brands, their TE Child, because guess what? TE Child is all about personal brand. Personal brand becomes their formula that they have discovered, that they have developed on their own to get successful. And then they wanna turn around and sell it to you, right? That is the ENFP, ESFP way about the personal brand. Wow, I'm like all over tonight. Anyway, so we were talking about you know formula success, right? That's a strategy. It's a brilliant strategy. Well, guess what? Same thing. SI inferior, if the ENFP can get over getting out of their comfort zone and seek failure and fail over and over and over again and force themselves to have new experiences and have self-discipline where they're forcing themselves to do things that they've never done before, even at the risk of failure and being okay with failure, then They will start developing methodologies and processes and routines, right? And then they will start to aspire. And then as a result of that aspiration, they will go into their ISTJ and they will become that library of Alexandria within themselves, okay? So again, how do they do that? They have to get out of their comfort zone and force themselves to do new things they've never done before and they do this to teach child. both these types more than any other type benefit from studying. And I'm not even kidding. If you wanna do an ESFP any good, if you wanna do an uh, an ENFP any good, buy them books. Make them read books. If you're raising the children of these types, force them to read nonfiction. Seriously, read nonfiction, and they will be super mega successful. Their ability to take data in and then spit it out in a form that is useful in the form of strategies or perhaps this library, Alexander, the ENFP literally becomes a walking encyclopedia. You know what I mean? And they're able to remember so much information and link those reference points together and create additional formulas for success. Because remember, both these types are all about formulas for success. These two types can be insanely successful, you know? And the formula for Success on the ENSFP side is very artisan focused It's all about producing the art and making life an art. And here's this amazing formula of success for me to develop this amazing art or this amazing performance for you. Because guess what, ESFPs are all about performances. They're all about being the life of the party. They're all about being the center of attention. Whereas the ENFP does it in a different way. It's not about the performance, it's just about this is the experience that I'm looking for. I don't wanna be a poor person. I don't wanna live impoverished. I want to be regarded, I want to be loved. I want to have the status that, that I deserve, that I know that I worked hard for every single day. And guess what ENFPs, you can have that if you get off your ass. Seriously, stop being a lazy ass stuck in your comfort zone. You might be successful if you'd allow yourself to fail. Guess what? Maybe you should probably you know seek failure your entire life and just seek it because guess what? After failing so much, you're gonna gain wisdom and then you're gonna gain all these reference points because of the research you should be doing because you're like, you know, reading every day and then become this amazing, you know, encyclopedia Library of Alexandria, where you will literally have the solutions inside of you. You just have to use your any hero to recognize the patterns between all of these different solutions and put them together and create a new process, and then you will succeed. That formula for success you're looking for that helped you develop your personal brand, it's already inside of you, or you just haven't read enough books for it yet. Ty Lopez would say as much. Gary Vaynerchuk would say as much. Come on, guys, it's not that hard. You literally can do this. Get off your ass. Stop being afraid of what you want or stop being afraid of getting outside of your comfort zone. Move on. Do everyone else a favor. We wanna see those amazing performances of the ESFP. We definitely wanna do that. We wanna see the amazing creator personal philosophy created by the vision of the ENFP so that we can have a better tomorrow for our race, okay? We need you two types to do this get over your own selfishness, get over your fear of want and desire, get over your fear of uh, being in your comfort zone. And maybe we could like, you know, be a better race tomorrow for our children, seven generations ahead, because you guys decided to get off your ass. Because you guys decided that you weren't afraid anymore. Thank God. Seriously, I've learned so much from both of these types, especially ENFPs. I know people think I hate ENFPs and 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 I, you know, I'm constantly crapping on ENFPs and stomping on ENFPs all the time, calling them depraved losers all the time. Okay, yeah, they can be depraved. But the thing is, I actually owe a lot of ENFPs. I'm here today on this YouTube channel because an ENFP decided to hire me. Do you know what I did? I literally had nothing, okay? I was going to be screwed. I was fresh out of I was fresh out of college, didn't have a job freshly moved to a new town before, had nothing going for me, and all I had was a suit and tie and a little tiny PowerPoint presentation on my laptop computer to try to convince somebody that they need to hire me, you know? And I went to the local Safeway, bought me some donuts, showed up at this ENFP's office without, without, like I just showed up and the door was unlocked and I just sat like in front of the chair in front of his office and just waited like an hour and a half before he'd show up and then I handed him and his uh, partner some donuts and I gave my little PowerPoint presentation on my laptop as to why they should hire me. And guess what they did, he gave me a shot, okay? And you know what, that shot, because of that relationship with him, yeah, he had to lay me off a year later because that company went down in flames, but somebody he knew, because then I was like homeless at the time, gave me a job and one of my coworkers happened to be be my first mentor as a result of his connection with that one guy that gave me a job after his job with me. And I am here right now talking to you folks on YouTube and on this podcast specifically as a result of an ENFP. So don't tell me that I don't like ENFPs. I really appreciate them. And a lot of ENFPs are my mentors. I've learned a lot from Ty Lopez. I've learned a lot from Gary Vaynerchuk. These are ENFPs talking about personal brand. They're TE Childs, all about personal brand. Read Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. If you haven't read that yet, like, what are you doing? You need to read that, for example. Especially if you're these two types, ESFPs, ENFPs, read that freaking book. It will make sense to you. You know what I mean? It's who you are, right? And I'm, I'm, here, I'm here today to even do these lectures to be able to have this channel, to have this company that I'm building right now specifically because of an ENFP in my life. He's a good man. He's a good father. He's really dope. He's one of the dopest people I've ever met because he was very charitable to me. He gave me a shot. See, that's that's an amazing ENFP. That's not a depraved ENFP because guess what? As depraved as ENFPs can get, they're also the most giving people out there because they recognize what they are grateful for, what they are thankful for. And if they have a lot of FE users in their life, those FE users remind them every day what they should be thankful for. That is amazing. Right? And because of that charitable ENFP, I am here today. I became an expert in this science. I have mastery, right? All because of an ENFP being charitable to my ass. See, and I'm very grateful, for example. So don't sell yourself short. He had to get out of his comfort zone. You need to get out of your comfort zone too. Seriously, help us change the world. I'm changing the world every day. One day, one person at a time. All because of FP, All because of the personal philosophy that he instilled within me and the guidance that he was able to give me, for example. And because he connected me with somebody else who connected me with my first mentor. Right? Two connections just because of that relationship, because he was charitable. Amazing. And a lot of people don't even realize this stuff happens. Yeah. It does. Get out of your comfort zone, please. And stop being afraid of what you want. Just want failure so you get the wisdom that you need to develop the brilliant strategies or you get the wisdom that you need to become the Library of Alexandria you your ISTJ subconscious for the ENFP. Learn how to aspire. It will help us, the rest of us and it'll help you be successful as well. Because what person doesn't wanna share their success with others, right? The other thing that they have, we have SI Nemesis. ESFPs worry about their past. They worry about uh, where they've been. Uh, they worry that their memories are not good enough, uh, which kind of sounds interesting. Uh, they're worried that because of their lack of uh, their lack of uh, memories that, that no one will like them, no one will respect them, no one will regard them because they are afraid or that they are worried that they don't have enough memories yet and they want to be able to be that person that tells stories. Because SA SI Hero is about giving people good experience but ESFPs sometimes get worried when they're in like the bar scene, for example, they don't have any really cool stories to tell other people in the bar. And because of that, they get very worried. You know, ESTPs do the same thing, right? But it's even more important to the ESFP because of that TE child other people think hi of them. And when they're among friends at the bar scene, for example, right? Wow, it's whew, it's really hot in here. Uh, when they're at the bar scene, for example, or amongst any friends, they really wanna be able to bring up some stories and because they worry that they don't have enough stories and they can also cause them to be very nostalgic as well with their SI nemesis. For ENFPs, it's NI nemesis They're very worried about their own future, right? So think about this. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm an ESFP or an ENFP. Where is your worry? Are you worried about your past or are you worried about your future? If you worry about your future, don't for, not to be confused with afraid of your future, but if you worry about your future, well, that is an ENFP thing, so be aware of that. They're very worried about their future. Uh, this could be with their health. This could be worried whether or not they're going to be worried uh, worthy enough, or whether or not they're going to be good enough, for example. Um, or uh, ESFPs worried about, you know, when they, when the day they die, will they have left it, lived a complete life, for example? Would they have, uh, would they have accomplished enough, for example? Those are the worries that they that they maintain, you know? Both these types, they have Fe Critic. They can, they can be guilted, they can be prone to guilt. When, when people are guilting them, it really comes off as manipulation and they're very resistant to that. Although, that if you need to teach both these types a lesson, you gotta basically show them how their actions, their selfish actions are inhibiting and hurting fellow human beings, especially human beings close to them and how those human beings will actually start to over time think less of them. Cause remember their TE child wants to be regarded. Their TE child wants to be respected by other people. Their, um, their TE child, um, um, gosh, what was that one term I wanted to use? Well, regardless, FE critic, they're very critical towards how other people feel. They're very critical towards the other people's value systems. Why is that? It's because their FI parent, their FI parent right here and right here, FI parent is all about their sense of moral principles, their own sense of, uh, uh, morality and they understand that because they are responsible with their morals, other people are irresponsible with their morals. And Effie Critic is just aware of how irresponsible other people are with their moral decisions and how a lot of like basically they see other people as just being bad people or people lacking in value, for example, and they themselves are very valuable. Although an immature version of the ESFP or the ENFP could basically become corrupt as a result of that thought. And then it's like, well, I really deserve this more than you do, so I'm gonna take this. You know what I mean? And that selfishness can come out. So you have to call them out on it. You have to call them out on their credit and be like, listen, your selfish behavior is inhibiting other people, stop doing that. And then they'll feel guilty about what they've done. And then they won't do that. I. There are a few times in my marriage, for example, where we broke up and uh, it was because of, you know, her Effie critic feeling guilty about, you know, uh, what was going on in our relationship that she actually stayed with me a little bit longer. And it shouldn't have happened because quite frankly, I wasn't really worthy of respect at all because I was a man child and she should have broken up with me and we should have broken up at that point in time. It probably would have taught me a lesson. It would have probably allowed me for me to pull my head out of my ass sooner than later. But I mean, It is what it was and I just had to figure it out, right? So we were able to uh, figure it out and then we had our divorce uh, last year, for example. And uh, as a result, no, we've been able, we've had our relationship is the best it's ever been uh, since then, believe it or not. So, yeah, fair enough. Both these types have, we talked about TI trickster and how they're just completely unaware of logic. Both of these types are not capable of finishing a logical thought in their head. They are, they are completely illogical. They are all about rationale. They are all about what other people think because from their point of view, in the absence of communication and explanation, perceptions become reality. As a result, these two types can be, you know, they they have the ability to manipulate the other people's thoughts, their TE child, because it's all about perception. You know, it's the perception, it's what you're experiencing, or it's or it's what you want, or what you might do ahead of time, but it's all about what you're thinking. And both these types have this amazing ability to go to a person's thoughts and play with it like a Rubik's Cube, essentially. It's a form of thought manipulation. They're also thought vampires. These two types get a lot more intelligent when they're surrounded by intelligent people and surrounded by books that they're reading constantly and having a lot of mentors, they grow in their intelligence to the point where they could even pass the Mensa test and become members of Mensa, you know, just like Ty Lopez an ENFP, he did, for example. You know what I mean? And as a result of that, You know, they can become absolutely brilliant, brilliant academics. These two types can be serious academics. Although the ESFP, because they have their INTJ subconscious, they can actually unlock their intellectual side and be very theoretical, which is really interesting because they're so in the moment and very concrete, but then they can also be very intellectual at the same time. And, but the TI trickster, it's a black hole that sucks away their sense of logic. As a result, they're not really able to think for themselves. They need to rely on other people to think true false thoughts for them. They, they live their life by what's good or bad. They understand and they can think like that about what's good or bad, but in terms of true false, they need to go to other people and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this, etc.?" And then kind of get the thoughts and the true false judgments of to other people so that then they know if they feel good about that and whether or not they should establish that as a belief. Because remember, TE Child is all about beliefs. It's all about belief. It's not necessarily what's true or false, it's about what you believe. In the absence of communication or explanation, perceptions become reality. That's how it works with these types. And it's especially with the ENFP. Because the ENFP, you know, in as, as much as the ENTP, Both those two types are considered the most manipulative of all the types with the ENFP taking the crown. You know, it's like the used car salesman archetype. You know, and I know a lot of people don't like when I say that, but I mean, come on, all social interaction is manipulation. But in terms of like negative manipulation, because they have depravity, because the vice of depravity is on the ENFP side uh, big time, and they could be insanely selfish, they use that social interaction, they use that manipulation to their own advantage, right? because they feel they deserve it. Because that's what Fi Parent's all about. I am the most deserving person in the room. It can happen sometimes. Guess what, Fi Hero can do it too. That's why INFPs can be, in some cases, as manipulative and just as destructive as an ENFP who is depraved because INFPs have their sense of, their own vice of depravity as well. It's not a primary one like it is for the ENFP, but it's a secondary one and it is still very strong within the INFP. So an INFP can exhibit similar behaviors and similar traits. So, we talked about Effie Critic. We talked about TI Trickster. We talked about antinevasis. ENFPs have Se Demon. Se Demon is very similar to My Demon. My Demon is also Se Demon. It's all about you know burning everything to the ground so that new life can begin. Sometimes ENFPs have to activate that nuclear option. And this usually happens when they're super uncomfortable, uh, when they're not being regarded by other people uh, when they 're not given uh the status uh, that they that they feel that they deserve, for example, especially after you know going through a lot uh, suffering a lot and accomplishing a lot for the sake of an organization like a nonprofit or a vision of some kind or a philosophy of some kind and they're they're being really charitable they're being super super giving with their f i parent because they feel that they're 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 really good people they're they're aware of what they're grateful for, for example. They're aware of everything that's been given to them, and it's causing them to be very charitable, and they're giving and giving and giving and giving. But no one is regarding them, and uh, it's just like they feel like, well, why bother? This is all for nothing. And you know what? I'm not gonna have anything to do this anymore. And it can get so bad sometimes where an ENFb is so giving to their family, but then they just constantly feel like they're being taken advantage of. And when that happens, you know, they they, they and they <laughs> and they feel taken advantage of with their Fe critic and their Si inferior. It just absolutely devolves into something crazy. And you know, hey man, I gave you a loan. You didn't pay up. You're supposed to pay up. I'm going to go SC demon on you. I don't want to beat the crap out, you, out of you with my ESTP super ego. Yeah. Yeah, I I have, uh, in fact, that ENFP who actually hired me that I tell you that I respect, he used to be, you know, for lack of a better term, he used to be a thug. He used to be a drug lord and he used to, uh you know, go collect money. And if they didn't have the money, he'd leave them beaten bloody on the floor. This is the kind of person that he was at the time because he'd go into his SE demon, his super ego, ESTP super ego, and he'd use his fist basically to explain, you know, hey, I gave you this, our deal was to give back, you give it back to me, you know, with interest or whatever, I'm here to collect, your your time is due, well, guess what? Well, you know, it is what it is. ENFPs are, I mean, they're, they're all about the shakedown sometimes uh, and uh, they, 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 will get their, they will get their due. You gotta be careful with the ENFPs because when you enter into deals with them, because they're always about wheeling and dealing something, always con- constantly have an angle about something, always have an angle because of their uh, you know, angler uh, capabilities, always read the fine pen. Always, always read the fine print because TE Child will take everything you have. So make sure that you always read the fine print because there's always something in the fine print because from their point of view, their ability to leverage contracts that ICJ subconscious has this insane mastery over contracts and agreements. And if they've been screwed in the past in certain deals, they will never allow themselves to be screwed again. They will always make sure that any deal, any paperwork that you sign with them always benefits them more than you, or at a minimum always benefits them absolutely. So because of that, be very careful, always read the fine print with them. Always understand exactly what you're getting into with an ENFP, because if they're in depravity mode and they're not being charitable, you're gonna be completely screwed and you're gonna find the clothes off your back taken away, away from you in as much as your bed as well. Be very careful when dealing with ENFPs. That being said, ENFPs can be very effective. ENFPs can be amazing business partners and they can work and especially in the sales realm. And guess what? Both these types are amazing at sales, by the way. If you haven't looked at a career yet and you're one of these types, I would consider sales. They are amazing at sales. Both types are. And uh, just so just be aware of that. But Remember, always read the fine print. I would also recommend always reading the fine print with the ESFP as well, because it can be an issue. But it's more of an issue with the ENFP because they're any hero and their ability to see the future and their precognition kind of gives them an advantage over, you know, because they can see how everything's going to play out before it happens. And then they could put in additional stimuli or additional people and additional obstacles in your way ahead of time, and you don't even know and they're basically leading you down a path and you're not sure you're even being led, you're not even aware you're being led down a path. So make sure you always read the fine print because you never know if an ENFP is in their depraved mode or if they're in their charitable mode, right? So be aware of that. Also, you know, we haven't talked really much about ESFPs and their need for instant gratification. Uh, ENFPs with their SI nemesis need to, you know, stop worrying about the past, but they need to allow themselves to be more patient. By using their anti inferior and actually allowing them to fail and try everything, they're trying everything out of patience, right? So that patience will actually lead to delayed gratification. If they can delay gratification, they will become more successful, and that will give them the brilliant strategies that they need to develop that formula for success. Any demon, though, any demon is rough. If you don't give the ESFP the freedom to want everything and to make every mistake in the book. That's what SI inferior does too. Don't forget because they're seeking failure, they they have to have enough room to make every possible mistake everywhere. So you have to give both these types that room. They need the room to be able to make every possible mistake in the book so that they can learn how to write things. Because as Thomas Edison said, I mean, I didn't fail a thousand times. I just re- found, I just discovered a thousand ways of it not working before I finally figured out how it was going to work. That's the same point for here. So remember, you know, uh, always give them the freedom, do what they want. Why? Well, because if you don't, if you do not give ESFPs freedom of choice, if you do not regard them, if you do not think highly of them, if you do not give them that freedom, they're gonna go into their expert intuition demon and they're going to destroy your future. That's all they, that's what they'll do. They will plot to destroy your future and they will attack you at your heart. So like, you know, for example, um, you know, like what's the best way to, to, to go after your enemy? You know, you, you burn his fields, you, you, you destroy their, their farms, you destroy their homes. no, 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 no. you go after their family. You go after what they care about. You go after their treasure, which is usually like you know, their children, their wives, etc. That's how you really annihilate your enemy. And guess what? ENTP superego absolutely understands how to annihilate enemy, your, their enemy. And they will plot and destroy plot to destroy your future, and they will destroy everything you care about and everything you hold dear. That is what the ENTP super ego does. So to avoid that, give the ESFP all of the room in the world to make mistakes and to want things and to even want the wrong thing and allow them to just discover and have all these new experiences constantly until they finally figure out what it is that they want to do. But you have to do this forever. Always give them the freedom of choice. If you inhibit the freedom of the ESFP, well, that any demon is gonna come after you and then you're completely screwed. Don't let that happen. And if uh, always make the ENFP comfortable, as comfortable as possible, always tell them that you think highly of them, but it's all about be allowing them to make all these mistakes, make sure that they are comfortable, you know, within reason, obviously. And if you, and, uh, and if, you, if they end up, do not let them feel, do not let them feel that you are taking advantage of them. Otherwise you're gonna to have to deal with that demon, and then that ESTP is gonna come around looking for uh, getting its collection money, if you know what I mean. So you don't wanna find yourself in that situation. Anyway, I think that concludes this lecture, season 11, episode four. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, entertaining, enlightening, and insightful, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast. Leave a like while you're at it. And also if you have any questions about ESFPs or ENFPs, leave it in the comment section below and I will get to your comments. I read every single comment on this YouTube channel as long as it shows up in the notifications. Sometimes they don't if they're like replies to replies and I have a hard time seeing them, but I will get to all those comments. Uh, Also, uh, congratulations, uh, Max Sargent, Uh, you won a copy of King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. Uh, Go ahead and email me at chase at csjoseph.life with your contact details so I can uh, send you Uh, that a copy of King Warrior Magician Lover. Congratulations on winning. Uh, Also, we have another giveaway on Instagram. Don't forget, it's our free coaching session with me. Be a follower of the Instagram, uh, leave a comment, and uh, also uh, like uh, the particular post that's on Instagram right now. It went up earlier today as far as I know. Uh, Also, if you haven't joined my Discord server yet, join the Discord server uh, for the Q&A sessions, do live Q&A sessions every two to three weeks. Uh, We had a two hour one uh, this last Friday, it was excellent. So be aware of Q&A sessions, Uh, they are a thing and they're really fun. And if you wanna get your questions answered instead of waiting for the lecture to come out, please join the Discord server and leave it in the Q&A questions uh, channel and uh, we'll get to it. Also, if you want to join our meetup group, if you're in the B8 Bay Area, the link is also in the description alongside the Discord link as well. So, awesome. Well, this was a fun lecture and a little bit slightly different from the last one because different types. Yes, those two uh, types in the last two lectures have the same heroes and inferior functions, same nemesis and demon functions, but they kind of manifest differently when they're compared up with the other functions. Kind of interesting to see how types can change, which is a few tweaks here and there. So. Anyway, with all that being said, you folks have a good night, and I'll see you tomorrow.